This is the way. This is the way. And welcome to another episode of The Mandatorian Creed. I'm your host, as always, Tori Fox. And this week we are continuing our Star Wars Weekend extravaganza with one of my favorite topics in the whole world, food. Um, Joining me this week, I am very, very excited to have her on the show. She is in, I mean, how do I even describe, how do I even describe you? Like you are an incredible podcaster involved with so many cool different things like full of Sith, criminalia, um, mist in history. And then you are an incredible nerdy sewer. It is Holly Fry. Everybody, <laughs> I am an incredible nerdy sewer. You are. And it is everything you make is beautiful. <laughs> no, I make a lot of junk. You just don't see the pictures. I don't photograph that stuff. Okay. Okay, well, that's a fair point. I think I can agree with you. I, I understand know. how that works. Correct. This is all correct. Makers I understand. Know. There's a there's a pile of embarrassment that does not see the lens of a camera. But you make beautiful things. We try. <laughs> we try. Sometimes we succeed. But yeah, I, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I can't believe my luck with guests. Like I'm having these incredible, these people that are so good at what they do on. Um, so it's awesome to have you here. Um, and you know, you're like I said, you podcasted for how long have you been, how long have you actually been podcasting for? Like a almost a decade. Incredible. A really so long cool. time. I'm old and no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No. I am, but I don't mind. Um, yeah, it's uh for a while. Yeah, we uh started doing I started podcasting shortly after I started working at How Stuff Works when I was just hired as a copy editor. Um and then uh our boss heard my co-host and I being snarky at a party and called us into his office the next day and I thought <laughs> we were about to get reprimanded but he was like ah, I like your energy you should have a podcast and we started a podcast um called pop stuff that was about pop culture and then awesome. eventually we moved over to stuff you missed in history class when those hosts stepped away to other opportunities and that's it's been that's how I got into podcasting so I always feel bad if I'm at an event and someone says like how do you break into podcasting I'm like I have no idea it was totally an accident I- for me <laughs> that's amazing that's kind of like how it is with me though alden was just kind of my friend alden was just kind of like hey do you want like a podcast and i was like sure i mean i've been on a few before cool why not one day it will be your all-consuming job and then you'll be like why have i done this (laughs) honestly like doesn't sound too bad not not too mad about that thought um how long have you been sewing for i mean i know the answer is also probably a very long time as well because i've seen some really cool cosplay photos of you from over the years so one of my very best friends who is a smart woman said stop telling people how many years you've been sewing because it makes you sound really old because i started when i was three so decades that's very cool actually i wow (laughs) yeah i don't remember ever not sewing and i mean i definitely came from a fairly creative family and so my mom was a a stitcher and uh both of my sisters who are a good bit older than me were into it and when i was three i just like asked my mom can i have some fabric and a needle and thread and i there was big discussion between my parents over like do we give a three-year-old a needle 
And it was like, well, yeah. <laughs> if I'm watching the whole time, I'll feel okay with it. And that I made this hideous stuffed fish out of this like quintuple knit, really awful polyester. And my dad still has it, which it is hilarious. Amazing. It's amazingly oh my gosh, ugly. It's exactly that. the level of sewing you expect from a three-year-old that doesn't know what they're doing. But, um, and then I started like making clothes for all my dolls. And then soon I was making clothes for neighbors' kids. And then like the great stories like by the time I was getting like prom age I would make other people's dresses and invariably run out of time to make my own and we'd have to buy it my parents would be so mad every time um so yeah I've never I don't know how I I, I don't remember ever not sewing that's beautiful it took me like most of my life to get the courage to do it so that's really really cool <laughs> I love that um let's get into a little bit of star wars weekend so mm-hmm. i always like to ask anybody that comes on what is kind of your star wars weekend story i'm trying to figure this out um i knew you were gonna ask me this and i'm like i don't know what it is because i grew up in a family that did not go to disney like my parents definitely thought like vacation time is when you go to your relative's house for a week and you all grouse at each other and then pretend you love each other and go home um like my dad to this day when i'm like oh we're going to disney he's like well that's a waste of money and i'm like get over it because it's happening um oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) they do not get vacation mentality oh my gosh but i'm i married someone who grew up going to disney and i got to go twice when i was in high school and i was like yeah huh um and then i married my husband and his family was into disney and so we just started going and i one of the things that is the driver of our marriage is that we always say we keep all the promises we made to ourselves as children so i'm like if i want to go to disney on a whim one weekend and i can swing it we'll go obviously not during pandemic but um so we go all the time so i remember though we were slow to get on the star wars weekends boat because it happens or it happened in the the block of time when we historically had been like these are the these are the months we don't go to disney world yes because Um, it was always super hot whenever they had star wars weekends they had the peak heat of the year (laughs) i don't mind the heat at all i might be part tropical fish like oh okay you know 100 degrees and 80 percent humidity i'm pretty happy but um, we don't have kids, so we always had the good fortune that we could go when school was in session. Very smart. But Star Wars weekends often happened like just as schools were letting out. So it tended mm-hmm. to be all those families who were really eager to like start family vacations. So because of that, it just tended to be crowded and a little dicey. But eventually what actually got us there is that we were doing so many run Disney events that they started crossing over on occasion. And then it was like, why, why don't we just bite the bullet? And it'll, it's Star Wars. So we want to do it anyway. And then we just started going. That's amazing. I love that. I think I remember you saying to me, I, I, cause we, we briefly talked about Star Wars weekends when I was on, um, full of Sith. And I think you said you were like, as soon as we went, I said, we have to come every time now. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm an easy sell on that. I have a real problem with, I I do a fun thing and I'm like, we're doing this once (laughs) a year all the time. Yeah. And if we really did, I would never be at home. I would be like in France half the year and then in Hawaii and then, you know, which you can't really realistically do all the things I say we're doing this once a year. But 
we live close enough to Orlando that we can hop in the car and it's like a six and a half hour drive and, and we can run down there. So we just started making it happen. And what we would try to do was book it. So we would be there for the weekend and then have two to three days at the beginning of the next week when the crowd thinned out where we could just kind of have relaxing Disney time that was not as busy. That for us was kind of the way to fix that crowd issue. No, that's very smart. That's awesome. Very cool. So do you don't, do you not remember like the first year you went? I'm just curious to know how many years you were able to go. I don't remember. Okay. Because I also am that person that will go like as often as I can. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so it kind of bleeds together. I feel like I know you were kind enough to send over a little list of things. Yes. Yes. I know I we were there list. in 2011 because we have that R2D2 Stein mug. Yeah. Okay. Thing. Okay. So you what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know we were there then. Very cool. Awesome. All right. So would you say, um, cause I know for me personally, like going to Star Wars weekends was, um, kind of my first real experience with fandom. And I know I was pretty young. Um, I like, cause I started going in like 2003, I think. <laughs> my parents work for Disney. So um, for me, it was really big to experience fandom in that way. Is there a way that it really impacted you attending Star Wars weekends that you would say like you kind of viewed fandom differently or it just had an impact on you? Um, I remember this moment and we've had kind of a check-in on this moment ever since then where I looked over at my husband and I said, how weird is it to be in a public place with a massive crowd and every single person has a Star Wars shirt on? <laughs> like it just, yeah. in the best way, it was just like, oh, Very we're cool. part of this one giant throng of family, just like family, you probably don't all like each other fundamentally, but we're all here for this one thing and we're doing it and we're having a blast. And to me, that was that. sort of a great... You know, like if life could always be that, if every group that even is very disparate could be united by one thing for a few days, I think we would have an easier time of relating to one another across the divides that we have. Absolutely. I love that. That's super cool. All right. Well, let's get into the actual foodness. So I I'm had to have ready. you on. I really wanted to. What was that? <laughs> I'm always ready to talk about food. Oh, absolutely. Well, I had to have you on. I have to explain to the listeners that I, you're always making amazing food and posting pictures of it on your social media. And I just, I was like, I have, to, <laughs> this is like <laughs> when worlds collide, like the food, the Star Wars weekends, like we got to have it. So I'm <laughs> so glad that you can come on for this because whew, you make some of the best looking stuff and you do the galaxy's edge cookbook as well. I did the whole thing. Yeah. Whole thing. Very cool. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, one of the things that I loved about Star Wars Weekends, because, you know, I can't, you're, I think you are like me in this regard. You will see a thing and be like, how can I either recreate this or bring it home and do some version of it where I plus it? And yes. so, like, invariably, I would come away after seeing particularly the confectionery stuff and being like... I can make that. <laughs> oh, I can make a chocolate Han and carbonite. Like this is happening. Um, so <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and that was part of the fun too. Yeah, I mean, some of the food, it was like wow. Like some of it was some pretty simple ingredients that you were like, I could probably mm -hmm. I could probably make this. 
Yeah, I can make a good moist yellow cupcake and then yeah. do all kinds of crazy stuff on top. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of cupcakes, so we're first going to start off with more of the like casual um, dining, if you will. Um, so the cu- I have the cupcakes first because they really stand out in my mind. And I think part of the reason for that, too, is that. Um, some of the cupcakes that we're going to talk about specifically the Darth Vader cupcake are like still at the park. I'm pretty sure available to be eaten. Like these, these recipes have stood the test of time. They're probably 10 years old at this point. Like that's super cool. (laughs) Yeah. They have it down to a science. And once they realized people loved them, they were like, let's just churn these out. (laughs) So, um, in the first, the first ever from my memory anyway, like themed cupcake, um, and from what I could find on the internet was the Darth Vader cupcake. Um, the original version had, it was basically a picture of Darth Vader printed on like a chocolate wafer and placed mm-hmm. on top of the cupcake. But as we got to, um, uh, into 20, well, 2012 was the new version. So uh, previously it would have been 2011. Um, the newer version is this just chocolate cupcake peanut butter frosting dark chocolate curls and sprinkles and then a dark chocolate um darth vader helmet on top and yeah they cast it in a mold and it <laughs> that was... thing was so rich <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh this is where i'm gonna say a thing that could be controversial oh i don't really care about chocolate so much okay it's so funny i'm the same way <laughs> i'm the I mean, same way i'm not fine. super into sweets I, I like some sweets. If someone serves me a piece of chocolate cake, I'm not turning it down. Oh, but I mean, absolutely. Never, but... <laughs> it's never the thing I would choose. And agreed, so agreed. Yeah. Um, I would always go if there was like a yellow cake version or usually they would do something cloyingly sweet in the vanilla or like butterscotchy zone. Any of that I was always on top of. Got it. So, so did you ever I, try this cupcake? I did because I have a close friend who is one of the few people on earth I'll share food with. Like, I'm like that food aggressive dog that would never get adopted at the shelter. Like, I'm like, get away, this one's mine. But she and I have similar overlapping taste and the things we dislike tend to be the things the other one likes so we can split things easily. So I really do love their, the Disney chocolate cake, whatever they put in that recipe. Who even knows? Magic, I guess. It's really extraordinarily moist and quite delicious. And the peanut butter frosting is very good, but I did not want a, a big hunk of dark chocolate, whereas she was like, I don't want all that cake and frosting, but I would love to eat that piece of dark chocolate. So we had a very easy time separating that one out. So I have had it. That's beautiful. <laughs> I just remember getting it and it, again, so rich and a massive cupcake too, like not like a small thing. And oh man, you have that and then you're in the heat for, you know. Right. <laughs> hours after <laughs> right you're like i don't know if i have low blood sugar or a heat rash i can't tell what's happening here i don't <laughs> oh so then as the years progressed they started adding additional cupcakes to the mix mm-hmm. um which is fun so they had yoda and a job of the hut cupcake um i don't actually which is a crime i don't actually think i ever had the job of the hut cupcake i did because um, that is all in my space that's exactly the kind of thing that i, I don't know why i never had it because it is probably one of the more visually beautiful cupcakes it's uh-huh. so cool it's a little chocolate cast of his face white chocolate cast that they have um kind of colored and then they place it in the icing that is made to look like his body. It's yeah, it's pretty beautiful. amazing. <laughs> it's like a feat of engineering. Yeah, um, yeah. And that icing was salted caramel. Yes. Hello. Hi, my name is Holly. I would like to eat you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> 
and they dyed the inside of the cupcake the vanilla the green so it's just like delicious but also very like aesthetically pleasing i would say just pretty it's funny because i definitely had friends who were like that is the grossest looking thing why are you eating it oh my god i see i just like the color green maybe that's why i do too i'm super game for a green cupcake here's what i think i'm super game for unnatural food colors which i know some people get a little bit twitchy about yeah but i'm like yeah make that cupcake green i will eat it um i thought it was spectacular that's probably my favorite of the ones they've done, actually. See, I don't think I had that one, which is such a bummer. I did like, so the Yoda cupcake was chocolate, chocolate cupcake, Nutella icing, and it had like a toffee chocolate candy crunch. And then Yoda was a dyed green white chocolate. Yeah, I never had chocolate. that one. I, that one was, I liked it, but actually toffee's not really my jam. So it was good. It was good. See, it seems like something I would like, and I'm not sure why I never picked that one. Mysteries. I mean, how could you when Jabba exists? Let's be right. honest. Hello. Hello. This, <laughs> this is a very brief note, but, and I actually never knew this. I don't think I ever knew this, that primetime, um, the, um, it, it, it is a sit down, but you can also go up to the bar and order like milkshakes and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. they have, they had a blue milk milkshake. I never had that. And I didn't that either. me greatly. And I do have a distinct memory of having a discussion with like friends that we would often go with and be like, oh, we got to swing by there and get that at some point. And we never, ever like, it would always be like, we'd be walking out of the park, like full and exhausted and hot and feeling puffy. And like, I don't think I have like, a, I can't. Not a milkshake. milkshake. <laughs> a milkshake too in the 90 degree weather. Right. It's Questionably heavy. <laughs> questionable. <Yeah. laughs> yes. So let's get into, um, I like listed all the ingredients out to this. I told you before, because I know, you know, you, you make delicious alcoholic drinks all the time. You know, I'm going to go make all of these tonight. Oh, I hope you do. Please let me know how it goes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the event starting in 2014 started doing really, really cool, um, themed alcoholic drinks. And then they had one non-alcoholic. It was a pomegranate limeade. They would call it, I think. It was something to the effect of like a paddle on punch or something like that. That sounds um, correct. Yeah. Yeah. But so they started e- each drink normally had a fun color. We'll list the color with it. Um, but it would have um, a glow cube. So that could be shaped like a Death Star or a Millennium Falcon. Or I remember at, at one point they had like the little clip on um, X-Wing Mm-hmm. fighters that they would clip onto like your straw or whatever um so they started with in 2014 it was the force and the dark side so um the force was gray goose vodka is it chambord mm-hmm. okay the d you can the d is fairly silent oh, chambord okay mm-hmm. see i don't i enjoy drinks i do not know anything about <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say you don't parl you don't you don't speak the french uh but yeah chambord Jambor. Um, Wildberry Lemonade. Um, the force was red and it came with a glow lightsaber. And then the dark side had coconut rum. Is it? Quantro. Quantro. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Holly is my translator. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Quantro, which is an orange liqueur. Beautiful. Great. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm here and for you. Pomegranate Lemonade. Um, that was blue in color and it came with a Death Star glow cube. Um, so that was the first year. So they kind of started out pretty strong, I thought. But as time went on, they did planets. So there was the Tatooine, the Alderaan, the Mustafar, and the Endor, which all have 
varying ingredients, which we can list for into it. Um, but I would be curious to know, is there any of these that super stick out to you that you're like, wow, got to make this immediately? Or is it just all of them? Oh, I remember drinking several of the fours because that's all in my space, right? Um, I Grey Goose is is my brand. I'm a, a vodka drinker in my soul. Um, the dark side was never my drink. Uh, it's a little, it was a, a bit of a heavy flavor. Um, you know, coconut rum is is very sweet usually, and Cointreau can be very sweet, and the two together was just a lot for my palate. Um, the Tatooine was like, it's I'm what I'm gonna say is unkind, but it it <laughs> it tasted to me like the way a 16 year old would think a grown up alcoholic drink should taste. Like it was really, really sweet. You know, reading it, I, yeah, to me, it (laughs) says Parrot Bay coconut rum, Midori mixed with orange pineapple juice. It was yellow and it came Mm. with a millennium Falcon. Um, yeah, that's a lot to process. I think that would actually be too much for me as well. And I actually like sweeter things in drinks. I like Um, sweet. Most of the time, if you like start really exploring how to make things, one of the things they always tell you is like, you need to balance your drinks out. So if there is an awful lot of sweet, you want to put a little sour in by which they mean usually like a little lemon juice, a little lime juice, something that undercuts that syrupy sensation to it. mm -hmm. It also just gives it better mouthfeel. But yeah, I think that's the mistake a lot of these (laughs) made was that they went all in on the sweet which again, for me in the Florida heat, that's a lot. It makes a very heavy drink when there's that much sugar in it. Oh um, yeah. Oh my gosh. The Endor has always cracked me up. Um, it was very Midori heavy, which is of course a melon liquor. Yes. Um, Midori has a mixed reputation <laughs> on like the bar scene. Um, if you talk to a lot of bartenders, I recently was reading up on it um, for you know my various just interests and um i read this great quote where somebody said that a midori sour is a trashy disco drink and it made me laugh so hard um and that is kind of the perception for some bar professionals that if you order midori you kind of aren't really a sophisticated drinker you just want alcohol syrup um yeah, like no shade to Midori. I have some in the house right now. Like it's unique <laughs> and it has a a flavor profile that no other liqueur achieves. Like there aren't really any other melon liqueurs that have that unique flavor. That's quite really a beautiful flavor. But the Endor I did always like, and I always regretted getting it. Not because I didn't like it, but because uh, again, it's Midori, which is a very sweet drink. Blue Curacao, which is another orange liqueur. Apple pucker liqueur, like it was. <laughs> they really did the most with these yeah it was like how many sugar alcohols can we put yeah well it was just like and and i'm wondering too now i you know a lot of these things i know they kind of just like pre-mix them put them in a big Mm. you know dispenser or whatever but i wonder i guess a lot of them unless they added coloring to it i feel like a lot of this from what i'm seeing anyways and what i know of things being the color that they are um getting that whatever color the drink was because I know that they you know they were really trying to make them like look cool yes 100 <laughs> percent so I'm sure yeah so I, I I'm sure that was part of a factor but yeah <laughs> I'm actually realizing now as we're talking I don't think I was actually 21 oh, when these that's, happened that's right I, but I have had I think a little bit after weekends ended so probably like 2016 2017 i think i i think they kept some of the they would bring planet. them out on star wars day 
Yeah, so I've had them, some of them. Yes. I feel like I had the Alderaan, which was Black Ra- Bacardi Black Raz Rum, Blue Curacao, Cranberry Juice. I think I liked that. Yeah, it's a very, it it's another, simple. that one and the Tatooine are both very heavy in the tropical drink space. Correct. Like they're definitely and like. I do like that. <laughs> I love it. Do you have one million glow cubes in your house? I used to. I actually, when we moved, I was like, girl, you got to get rid of some of these. Um, I have a couple still though. I have a Death Star. I have a Millennium Falcon. I have an X-Wing. Um. I don't think I ever kept the um, the lightsaber ones that they did the first year they did the drinks. They were like a lightsaber, like air quotes. Like it wasn't actually like super lightsaber-y. Like it didn't yeah. have an actual like hilt on it. It was just kind of like a light up stick that they stuck in, yeah. which they were cool. But I don't think I ever actually kept those for a long period of time. I don't think but, I have any of those either, but I do have all the others. And I think a lot of them too. I don't know this. I've never even looked it up, but I... A lot of mine, you know, don't really light up anymore. And right. I don't actually, I'm sure you can replace the battery, but Maybe. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to it do that. It seems like a lot of work for nominal payback on it. Correct. Correct. Because again, how old are they, right? So- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. So moving on, we, um, they did, you mentioned earlier um, having your R2-D2, um, did, you got the mug, you, I think you said? Yeah, that R2-D2 one is like Stein shaped and it's- Yes, I still You have could it put too. a drink in it or a snack in it. Yeah, um, so I the think little the, head, you could move up and down with a little- Yeah, uh, and the, the pictures they showed of it were it with a bunch of mini churros sticking out of it, which was really cute. Yes, I was, yes, yes, yes. That- particular item has been was the source of such consternation for my husband because he used to take it to work with like a soda in it in the morning and his co-workers all loved it and every time we went to Disney he would ask if there were any more lying around and once we got one more that like some very sweet food service CM was like I think I saw one somewhere and I'll just sell it to you and so like one co-worker got it and then the rest it, it was just like a big drama <laughs> that's actually beautiful oh my gosh I remember that was around the time when they had that so that was in 2011 they had it was a mug that, that you're saying it's like kind of like a stein with the um lid on it and then a popcorn bucket an accompanying popcorn bucket um that was pretty large from what I remember um but I that was when I was really getting into makeup so I actually took the top of the stein off and I stuck my makeup brushes in it and that's what Perfection. I used for my makeup brushes for a really long time I think that's perfect um it was it was pretty great and I still have it I do I still have it we just um these things, I think I actually have most of the things that I bought anyways, because I, I, some of them I didn't, I wasn't super into, but I definitely like, um, in 2014, they had the Vader popcorn bucket and the Stormtrooper um, Stein or sipper. Yeah. Um, I still have the Stormtrooper sipper. We do too. We have two of them in our kitchen right now. <laughs> That's just beautiful. They're, they're, I mean, when they started doing those Steins, they were really nice. I thought yeah. they were pretty neat. Yeah. I loved them. I mean, I still love them. Clearly, we both love <laughs> Darling. Um, and then in 2015, they did um, the Han Solo and Carbonite popcorn <gasps> bucket, which I still have. And that year, I turned into a purse. I took a strap from one of my purses 
and I attached it. I still have it and I will still use it as a purse. We and are then- the same. <laughs> Did you do that? Well, so I had this big plan that I was going to line it with red velvet. And I had like a whole, that never happened. But I did slap a strap on there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to repaint it and like make it look a thousand times better. And I never got around to that part. But yes, I made sure I got two because I knew I was going to just completely destroy one for fashion. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. They're so cool. I still do that with, I mean, they've come out with a lot since Star Wars Weekends has ended, uh, popcorn buckets and things like that. But there are a ton of popcorn buckets that I've saved from Disney that I just turn into purses because they're that, big. They keep getting bigger. That ad at one they did for Star Wars Day a few years back. Yes. I love mine. Her name is Mathilde and she's beautiful and we treat her like a member of the family. <laughs> I love that name. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know what was going on there. (laughs) But the, so the last thing they had 2015 last year, so sad, uh, the Boba Fett zipper, which I do still have. And I, I was, when I saw that was available, I was like, if I don't get this, I will not be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I also used it to hold lip glosses. So, um, that was one of those instances when we went to, um, it wasn't the commissary. It must have been Backlot Express, where you know you walk in and you can see the registers across the room. Yes, and whatever they have. And I have—I don't think I've ever seen my husband move so quickly. Like he was like, just oh. like, "I'm getting it. I don't care." I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess give me your food order and I'll do the second part." I don't... <laughs> he was just gone. He took no, off like absolutely, a, like a rocket. It's absolutely one of those for sure, for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so getting into some of these are kind of more of the. Um, smaller almost like an outdoor cart but not a little bit a little bit more exciting with a li- an outdoor cart with a little bit of spice um there was this was one of my favorite things they ever did Aquar's snack bar it was um, the it smartest was, oh my it was gosh. super clever it was held in the like dark small merchandise area in 2014 um they sold popcorn which at the time had it was the vader helmet uh mickey pretzels they had churros that they called gaffy sticks which i love mm-hmm. and then they would sell the vader and yoda cupcakes um my favorite part was the they had it was like a animatronic torso and head of admiral akbar and he yeah. was holding one of the sippers and his arm moved up and, down. and he looked so happy didn't you want to just steal he that did. and run he looked so happy oh that was amazing i i have a picture actually that's one of the few things because i i realized this about myself now i feel like as a person i am when i'm much older i I take pictures of everything that I think is really cool looking. Yeah. But back in the day, I don't think I took a ton of pictures of just things, but that is one of the things that I have a picture of. And then I have a picture of me and my friend in front of it. Just so excited. I'm just going to plant this seed for you. Why have you not cosplayed that specifically? Like him with his zipper. <laughs> okay. You know what? challenge accepted i must do this now the ideas are free you got to do the execution (laughs) the ideas are free that's beautiful or even i mean man it would be there's so many aspects of star wars weekends and talking to people that i'm like i would love to just recreate this in my house or bring this back in some fashion and that's that's definitely one of them the the akbar snack bar akbar sign included i would love to have the sign as well beautiful you could just do an akbar snack bar dinner party and serve your versions of all of these weird little things. 
Oh, that sounds so amazing. This is a weird sidebar, but that makes me think of um, when I was growing up, my my grandmother was the very creative one in the family and she lived with us and we would have a Halloween dinner. So she would make, she would make all sorts of food and either, you know, give, she would give like the salad dressing a weird label or she would, you know, she made, my favorite was, it was meatloaf in the shape of a man. And it was a meatloaf nice. that she would kind of shape into a body shape. But that's just what that made me think of was like, yeah, having a fully themed meal. Costumes required, obviously. I lo- Yes. Hello. Yes. Um, okay, great. So, so we're doing this. You're set. Again, the ideas are free. You just, you <laughs> just run with them. You have to come, though. We have to have. Okay. Yes. Okay, great. Awesome. Salt. Love that. <laughs> Once I'm vaccinated, I'm just going to show up at your door. Like, Okay, that's a done where, deal. I can't where's, wait. Where's oh. my man made of meat? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to come up with a with a Star Wars equivalent for that or something. I like in my head, your grandmother just became like a very sweet version of Peter Greenaway as a performance artist. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're not far off. Right? That's some good stuff. So last little side thing here that's kind of not a, a main dining event, if you will, but they called it, which I thought was an interesting name, Tuscan Refrigerators, which okay. It's a little bit of a long walk. It's a little comedy. bit of a long walk, but it, you know, it's okay. Um, that was inside um, the um, larger Dart Mall location in 2015 inside the Wattos Grotto area. And it was the same sort of thing served. Popcorn, pretzels, churros, and cupcakes. But this time they did sell the planet-themed alcoholic beverages. You gotta. And it's fun to look at the pictures of that because that was where I was talking about earlier. The big, they would just make it in mass quantities and put it in little dispensers. It's just a line of dispensers. (laughs) That look like so candy colored and completely bananas. Yeah, Yeah, like radioactive (laughs) almost. Absolutely. (laughs) just bright delicious Uh, (laughs) now uh now into more of the sit down if you will um i actually never attended this one but i've attended um hollywood and vine character Mm -hmm. dining buffets before so um hollywood and vine at hollywood studios um they specialize in most of the time having characters there and it is a big buffet as i said um so they for this they would have mickey and friends show up so jedi mickey Princess Leia mini. Um, I believe the picture, because when you come in to most of the character events, they have a post picture at the beginning. Um, that was Chippendale Ewoks. Very cute. Love oh, that. Uh, I don't remember so that at all. They would, yeah, yeah. They would walk around. Um, and this was starting in 2014. Did you attend this one? I think we were there. I know we did not do this dinner though. Okay. We didn't do that okay. sit down. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so it, it had a theme menu. Um, a lot of times I feel like a lot of their menu doesn't really change. They just like to give the cool names to things. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Of course, but their menu is super solid and really good. I actually, for the past couple of years have gone there for my birthday for their Halloween buffet nice. and they always make, you know, make it sound creepy or whatever. Um, but so do they do, I'm going to sidebar us for a no, minute. Sidebar. Do they do Halloweeny things in addition to the regular menu? Like do they do like a Halloween desserts or anything? Yes. So typically what they do is from what I can tell anyway, it's the, the food is generally the same. They'll assign some fun names to things, but yes, the really where they get wild is the dessert table. That's where they do 
I have a picture. They have all sorts of really cool like tarts and things like that for for Halloween. It's awesome. And then all of the never done their Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, highly recommend. Very fun. Very good. On the list. Good stuff. And and my favorite is Goofy is dressed up like a spooky cowboy. It's kind of the best thing ever. Like he's one of the. Why am I blanking out on what the Dapper Dan's call themselves? Oh, the Cadaver Dan's. Yeah, Cadaver Dan's. Kind of. I mean, they. So it's the way that they dress them is really cute because they are wearing essentially like classic quote unquote costumes, but then they kind of give it all a tie-in of like coloring and all of that. So they all look kind of cohesive together um, and make it a little spooky as well if it's not already a spooky thing. So Minnie's a witch. Mickey is Dracula. And then uh, Donald is, Donald's pretty great too. Donald's in a space suit. But so it's got like the green color. The the color palette's very purple, orange, green, you know? Right. Um, And so he's kind of like a, ooh, he's a space person. And then um, Goofy is the, I'm blanking on, I'm blanking on what Daisy is actually. Because I think Daisy's also in there too. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. But anyway, so they have the costumes for Star Wars Weekends that they bring in. Um, Like I said, that Mickey and his friends wear and they will, you know, come to your table, take pictures with you adorable um the theme menu is pretty cool they renamed like pretty much everything (laughs) i pulled some of my favorites though looking at the menu because i if i listed them all that would be very overwhelming um dexter jetsters herb roasted turkey yum palpatine's pasta station that was a build your own pasta scenario love that um luke's chipotle citrus barbecue chicken thigh walkers it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words, but to get to the thigh walker, I it's almost worth it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a favorite, um, Skywalker Ranch chicken. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's good. Salacious good turn of phrase. <laughs> Salacious crumbs, crusted pork, Tuscan Raider chicken, Qui Gon's quinoa, and brown rice pilaf. That just sounds really good. Um, and then I had to put this one in here for you. Greedos, green beans with garlic and tomato. I mean, everything green gets named Greedo, right? So <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> I wonder if it was delicious. I did not ever have it. it probably was. Anything with garlic, I'm there. So, um, but yeah, so the desserts, as we talked about before, they really kind of go hard on the desserts with this buffet. So they had um, mini versions of all the cupcakes that we talked about before and themed sugar cookies so they were essentially i've seen the cookie cutters before it's essentially the cookie cutters you can get yeah from the like the william sonoma ones yeah yeah that are yoda's head chewbacca's head um i think darth vader uh so they had sugar cookies like that and then this was the one that i'm sad that i never partook in blue milk soft serve ice cream that was blue raspberry flavored interesting you're sad (laughs) i'm sad are you not are you not (laughs) blue raspberry isn't super my jam so i will say what the reviews said was it was light it wasn't overwhelming yeah so i get that though that's fair i feel like now one of my life's missions is to somehow make you blue milk blue raspberry ice cream we can figure it out (laughs) will not say no to that at all um (laughs) (laughs) so thanks so much um and then one little detail that i thought was very fun in my research on this particular um dining offering they had um little it was just a sheet of paper when you got to the table you had to kind of assemble it yourself but it was a piece of paper that when you rolled it up and like attached it it was a lightsaber 
That's so I thought cute. that was a cute thing, especially for kids, because that's such a right? kid. Those those meals are so kid heavy with the characters, obviously, you know. So I thought that was really cute. Yes. Plus, um, you got to keep their little hands busy, 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 busy. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So did you ever get to go to the rebel hangar? Yes. Because this is probably my favorite like Star Wars weekends related dining experience. I thought it was so clever. Um, So it was held in, so there's the Backlot Express, which is a quick service restaurant. Um, So, you know, not, not table service very much come, you know, grab your food and sit down. Um, But they sectioned off a part of it the Backlot Express, and they turned it into a table service restaurant with little small plates and desserts and things. Mm-hmm. Um, they went so hard with the decor on this. I thought it yeah. was very, very fun. It's already a warehouse atmosphere, a warehouse kind of atmosphere, but so they added helmets, X-wing pieces, crates, ships and figures on the tables, um, military style posters, racks of X-wing suits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the idea, I guess, was that it was a abandoned Imperial spaceport taken over by the rebels. It was so cute. <sighs> and it was really smart because for anybody that doesn't know Disney's Hollywood studios, it's immediately adjacent to star tours. So like yes. there was always that huge throng of people over there and it was kind of a fun thing because most people, if they have big families, they want to go through the quick service and just like get things dealt with. But if you were like, no, I would like to sit and have a meal. You had this strange little oasis in the middle of the madness that was like perfect. I mean, I love a sit down because I'm like, I can, I'm happy to pay people to bring me things. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, it was this weird little kind of magical I don't know. Uh, right in the middle of the action, but you still felt, I don't know, like a, a peaceful separateness. I agree. I like agree. You could take a little break from it, and it was themed so beautifully. But it was, it was still really right smart. there. You're still a yeah. part of it. Yeah. It's such, I like, I wonder all the time who whose idea was this? Because it was such a, such an interesting and such out there in a way, I would say, idea. Because I, just to have it just to wall off this section of a quick service and mm-hmm. then that's a table serve like so fun so where this place shines for me anyway is the specialty food and desserts that they offered um I just had a <laughs> tweet essentially go viral I've never had a tweet take off this much about it was called chips and sith um and it was Essentially, it was a hummus, I guess, that they made, but they added um, whatever it was on top to make it look red. And they did um, seeds over the top of it in the pattern of Darth Maul's face. Yeah. And they gave him little like olive eyes and it was horrifying, but it was pretty great. Um, and I definitely, you, definitely got it. You know, there's a DIY available for that. At the back of the um, Darth Maltz cookbook, they had the the stencil that you could use your poppy seeds to do the design with that's amazing that's really cool I actually so when I did post that that tweet making a joke about it um somebody commented on it and said and and posted I didn't realize that that was actually a recipe straight from a Star Wars cookbook that already existed Mm -hmm. so that was pretty cool to see um 
yeah, I gotta, I gotta get on that and remake that because I'll be honest, that was my first hummus experience and I actually didn't like it. And I think it was just because they were doing the most with the stuff on top. That's what, that's the only thing I can think of. But, um, oh, star of the show with this was the bugle chips that they had sticking out of it. Right. Horns. Yes. It's a DIY Zabrak edible kit. It's a. <laughs> I really just genius. Whoever thought that up. I love that. So but yeah, um, they had a, it was a thermal detonator trio. It was like a, um, a ch- like a chicken wing trio, um, Sith and Jedi slider sampler, um, Ilum fruit and cheese sabers, which are basically just the skewers with cheese on them. I don't think I ever had that. Um, pilots, I'm probably going to slaughter this. Pilots, is it palm frites? You don't say the S, but yes. Palm frites. Uh-huh. Pilot. So, which French is fries. really just French fries. French fries. I love, they just made I, it sound so fancy. It's French fries on their I love good. that they, they classed it up by making it French. They, they had to. They had to. Um, en- Ensalada Naboo. Um, lightsaber bites, which were, um, from what I remember, just corn dogs little mini corn dogs that seems correct to me i was <laughs> racking my brain trying to remember what those were yeah i have I actually have i have it pulled up just in case to check um but yeah um <laughs> and then the last thing was the dark fried which the dark fried is one of those things that has lasted the test of time and you i believe you can still get from the back lot because a lot of these they took onto the back lot menu and have just kept on there ever since um, and the dark fried was uh, mini waffles that had Darth Vader's helmet stamped in them, and then um, fried chicken. Delicious. Bites. Deli- delicious. Yeah, the lightsaber bites were hand dipped and corn battered, um, knockwurst sausages with house made chips and honey mustard dipping sauce. Yum. Yum. Deli- I'm so hungry right now. I don't know why I did this on an empty stomach. This <laughs> is a mistake. <laughs> I I made dinner, so I ate right before we started. Um, <sighs> you're you're just genius listen me not so much that's fine um <laughs> i accept it this is fine <laughs> but yeah and then the other fun part about it was the desserts so they had a yoda key lime cake which was in the shape of yoda's head and had kind of a greenish glaze over top of it um and then a trio of cupcakes which was the the bigger cupcakes shrunk down and they actually served it in the han solo and carbonite bucket yeah really cool yeah and then they did have cocktails um a rebel red drink imperial blue a dagobah swamp juice which i feel like isn't there something at um ogas that's some sort of swamp Mm -hmm. juice or something maybe i'm wrong oh you're thinking of a dagobah slug slinger that's what it is okay I was like, hmm, that makes me think of another drink that I've had yes. more recently. Um, a Tatooine sunset and then a dark side chocolate martini. Now, did you, what did you get when you went here? Dagobah swamp juice. Amazing. Was it good? I don't even remember it. I'm sure it was super sweet. I just oh, remember like- it was green, which was all I was after. Amazing. Amazing. Um, did you get any food while you were here? Um, I know I ate there at least once and I'm trying to remember... I may have gotten the dark fried because I do love a good chicken and waffle situation. That is the standout. I mean, I, I I love making chicken and waffles. I love eating chicken and waffles. Um, and I know that I had um, the slider sampler at one point because I think 
me and the hubs and another friend of ours kind of got several of these things and split them. And that was the thing I remember the most. And that was the way to go kind of, cause I, I think I went maybe once or twice. Um, and this was in, I don't know if I said when this was, this was in 2015. So this was the last year they had it. Um, I went a couple times and it was always with friends and that's kind of the way to go because it was the small plates scenario. Um, yeah, the Sith and the Jedi slider, uh, barbecue pulled brisket with coleslaw and barbecue pulled chicken with arugula. And then they had the Sith one was on like a, a black bun. I love for the aesthetic. Buns. I'm into so it. Yeah. Well, now they have actually, um, I mean, if it's still on the menu, you know, it's been over a year since I've been to the park, so I can't fully <laughs> comment, Right. but, um, they had, I think they called it the Imperial guard and it was a pulled pork sandwich, I believe, on like the larger black bun. And it was yeah. really good. Yeah, they did really a similar good. thing in Disneyland as well. That was, I oh. think it is, there may have been a couple of different iterations of like what you could get on that black bun, but they have done, I feel like I had a chicken sandwich on a black bun. And then I think there was also That's a good. burger. Gotta do it for the delicious. Delicious. We're about to get to my favorite dining experience oh this is one of my favorites too real quick though so and I actually didn't realize this I guess a couple of the reviews and videos and things that I found of the rebel hangar did not have characters in them but when I never I went, saw a character there were roaming characters maybe it was a very random thing um when I was there uh from what I remember it was stormtroopers I think and then there, and I distinctly remember this because there is a picture of me and I look excited and confused um, because it was a Erodian. They had, you know, cause they have all sorts of fun costumes and things just kind of sitting around. They basically kind of made their own Rodian character. So it was a Rodian and he was in like <laughs> a, a, a fun different jacket and all this. And for whatever reason, he loved me. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, and, and so he was like insisting on taking a pic, like he wanted a picture of me, like I don't even know what's going on, but I took it and I and I look like I'm having a good time, but I'm also like, what is going on? Someone help me. Rodian um, was crushing on you. I guess I'm very flattered, um, but yeah, so they, they had roaming <laughs> characters, but I, I don't really know what that looked like or what the schedule was. Yeah, I don't, we only went the one time and I don't remember seeing any characters, but I mean, it's also possible that I was being, you know, I don't know, a jaded old hag about it. Like, yeah, get out of my way. I'm eating sliders. I don't know. I mean, yeah, with food, I would probably be more focused on the food. I'll Listen, Mr. But... Stormtrooper, not right now, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm busy with my Darth Maul face. Um, is please, please. So let's just, let's just get to it then. This is your favorite. It's one of my favorites too. What an experience. Um, the sci-fi dine-in breakfast experience of, um, I believe it started in 2014 and I think they had it the last year as well. I think they had it for two years. Um, the sci-fi dine-in for people who are not aware of what it already looks like. It is honestly one of my favorite restaurants too, in general, it's just precious. Um, the whole, um, theming of it is going to a sci-fi drive-in um and you go in there and your tables are actually in cars you're sitting in old cars and your all of the tables are facing a giant screen made to look like you know you're at the drive-in and it would play you know random little clips of drive-in-esque things every sci-fi clip c and d movie amazing so yeah, fun fantastic. <laughs> 
Fantastic. But so for Star Wars, they kind of they kind of switched it around. Um, they would play Star Wars clips on the big screen, and I I remember freaking out because they had they played like the holiday special Boba Fett cartoon, yes, um, which was so fun to see. Um, and the pose picture at the beginning for this one was Boba Fett and Darth Vader at the same time, which was actually a really big deal. It was very that cool. You could get anywhere else. No. Um, and yeah, so specialty menu. We can talk all that. Um, what? Tell me about your experience. Um, okay, so let me be frank. The way that I knew we had to book this was because they were advertising that Greedo would be there. Exactly. Yep. Greedo, Stormtroopers, and Jawas. That's that's from what I remember. I don't know if anybody else was there, but those were it. Yeah. I d- didn't care about anything, of course, but Greedo. And I... <laughs> Um, one of my closest friends, he and I have known each other since I was 13 and he was 14. And we did not know when we were in high school together that we both loved Star Wars. Like we were both, you know, like, keep in mind, this is like the mid to late eighties. It was not cool to like Star Wars. And like, I don't think either of us was particularly embarrassed about it. It was just like, I'm not going to find other people into this. So we never tended to talk about it. We were in our 30s when we realized we were both star wars dorks like we had lost touch for a little while in our 20s and then we're... he was like wait what do you mean greedo is your favorite character i was like fred greedo has always been my favorite character he's like no it's my favorite character so like, we no. had to book this together <laughs> <laughs> so for us we just spent the entire time like children like looking for when greedo would pop out um and getting pictures with him i love that oh in our gosh. little rodian t-shirts like we were full grown adults with jobs and whatnot and yet we were like 12 year olds um that's fine i mean (laughs) i just want to say like quick sidebar for a second that story is so funny to me about being best friends in high school and like not knowing that you were into star wars because that's essentially what happened with me and my best friend like we were already kind of friends we had already been friends for maybe a year um and then one day i said some offhanded thing about like yeah haha like i have a bunch of like star wars collectibles in my closet like in a box or whatever like from star wars weekends like i just had so many signed action figures and things mm-hmm. and then she was like wait you like star wars and i was like oh, yeah like do you like uh-huh. star wars and she was like yeah and, and that was just it and i was like okay well we're just gonna be loud and proud in our star wars love now <laughs> that we found each other and we've established this but that's just so cute i love that <laughs> It is. So we we have um we got matching Greedo tattoos at celebration one year. Um so- <laughs> that. oh that's so nice. Brandy and I have plans. Hopefully we'll get a, a matching one at some point. Yeah, the, the the only person that I have a matching tattoo with. Um yeah, so this is I have to say, first of all, I was surprised by how good the food was at this breakfast. It was amazing. It was like, a legitimately I still think about it. designed menu. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Like, I just remember, like, we, so it was um, me and my husband, my friend, Fred, and his husband, I think it was, do we have two other people with this? If they listen, I'm so sorry, I'm not remembering who all was there. But I just remember we were all, like, we would each take a bite and look around and look at each other at different cars and be like, is this not the best pastry you've ever had on property? Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) absolutely oh my god yeah so bringing up the menu because i actually have i have like pictures of it right here um so you know um so this is one of those where they brought you like a tray of uh pastries and you had your choice of fruit salad or yogurt parfait 
when you got there. Um, so, and some of the, some of the pastries were themed. They had like Darth Vader kind of like stamped into them or they had, it was like, I think it was like a chocolate cream puff that had C-3PO on it. It was like a little chocolate medallion of C-3PO. That's cute. Um, and then the parfait, I remember the parfait. I still have a picture of the parfait. Um, both that and the fruit, um, assortment that you could choose from had a um I think it was like a honeydew melon Mm -hmm. are those the green yes yes and it was a shaped like Yoda's head in the top of it yes just beautiful super smart (laughs) so cute and so um I mean, what did, do you remember what you got on the menu for your actual meal? Okay. What did you get? (laughs) This is actually sort of weird because I, on the most recent episode of Full of Sith, I made this weird analogy of talking about um, seeing a Star Wars movie and reading an adaptation novel of a movie akin to the way that I order shrimp and grits anytime I see it on a menu because I like to see how different chefs make it. So the Akbar surprise, I was like, sold. Bring me two of those. Like, great. <laughs> because it was I, essentially oh shrimp and grits. Yeah. But Akbar surprise, like, come on. Hello. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, yeah, they had different entrees named the Dune Sea, the Kessel Run, Tatooine Sunrise, Imperial Delight, the Akbar surprise, as you said, and Moss Eisley's Morning. Um, I feel like, I think I got the Tatooine Sunrise, which was scrambled eggs, uh Nooski's bacon uh sausage links and breakfast potatoes so i think i think i went classic yeah yeah but the kessel run was that was like oh grilled beef tenderloin on baby spinach with bacon and cheddar custard on a roasted tomato and cheesy horseradish potatoes yum yeah yeah um, if there had not been akbar surprise that probably would have been my second choice so i can't remember what my dad got initially um, but I remember the cast member being super nice. Um, and I think it might've been towards the end of the event as well that our reservation was. And, um, he just couldn't decide. He was like, I cannot, like, he's like, I'm having an issue. <laughs> and so he was asking her like a million questions about each thing. So he decided against getting the Akbar surprise. He got whatever else it was, but the lady was so nice. She, she brought it to him anyway. She's like, I brought you this too. So she brought him the, cause she was like, it's the end of the event anyway. Like, here you go. Disney so we had magic. Both. And I remember being really excited that we got to try that as well. Oh, um, so good. God. Yeah. And then Imperial delight was a caramelized banana stuffed French toast with caramel sauce and strawberry compote. Yeah. I never know if I, um, I'm having like a, a blood sugar event after I eat something like that. I'm like, that's, that's too I'm very, yeah, I, there have been a couple occasions and it's normally when the French toast or something like that comes super highly recommended that I'll be like, okay, let me get this. But I am very much a savory breakfast person. Like I want eggs and I want bacon and sausage. Like that's me. Um, so <laughs> I did not get that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah and they had bellinis and mimosas available no theming yeah. there but we can appreciate it it's okay um, I, dr- I drank several mimosas as i recall um absolutely i was not of age yet which is a bummer because i probably would have loved that um i did however have they had a blue milk and that was slightly blue raspberry flavored nice and it was delicious and obviously very dairy based and so when they announced the stuff for galaxy's edge i was kind of hoping that they would do that one because I remember it being so delicious but I will say I think what they landed on was better because 
really milky stuff and the hot sun. No. Not really. No. Plus, like, then, because in Galaxy's Edge East, in Batu East, they serve those with alcohol as well, like, a milky drink with alcohol in the heat is that's a bad recipe. <laughs> Correct. You're not wrong on that at all. Um. <laughs> that's how to feel sick in 10 minutes. That's not... That's not good. I'm like choking. Just like I know, oh my right? God. Um, they had a dessert, which I don't actually remember this happening at all, but I guess it did. It was their sweet surprise, I guess. It they carted it out with uh like a, a bowl of dry ice and like lights and everything. Yes. And it was a strawberry mousse with popping balls in it. Yes. Oh, so that sounds delicious. It was amazing. Like, keep in mind, this is kind of before I think like a boba had become like a huge thing oh, and all the, yeah. this the is before those were used a lot yeah variations so people were not accustomed to this whole magical sphere of taste idea <laughs> so it was it looked a lot it was like ahead of its time it looked a lot like row like a salmon row or something um they were quite tasty as i recall absolutely cool Most so importantly there was Greedo. i was gonna say here we are it's the moment we've all been waiting for. What was it like to meet Greedo in okay. this setting? <laughs> I will have to veer us off course to really tell right the ahead. story because um, it was a little disappointing. Oh, I no. He was fine, but it was definitely like, yeah, yeah, take the picture, move on. However. I could see that. And maybe Fred and I scared him with our rabies. I could appreciate that that might have been the case. Like, we're both very loud. We were theater kids together. So you can imagine what we're like with three mimosas apiece in us. Um, But they have continued on occasion to do a similar event at Sci-Fi Dine-In for Star Wars Day. And there was one that we went to several years after this. And this is, I always tell people, I don't know what my husband's magic trick is because I can go up to the podium and say, hey, we don't have a reservation. Is there any chance? And they're like, girl, no. And Brian can walk up to the podium and say, we don't have a reservation. Is there any chance? And they'll go right this way, sir. I don't know how it works, (laughs) but it did. Um, And people just have it. My mom's one of those people. I'm not, but my mom is definitely like that. Like, oh, do you happen to have? And they're like, yeah, Absolutely. Sometimes I pull it off, but Brian always at sci-fi, they just, and it happened to be that we were towards the end of the, the seating for the morning. And so it, it got a little bit empty as we were there. And I mean, keep in mind, I have on like a Greedo print dress and I'm like, I have the rabies and I'm You're very Greedo's number one fan. Yeah. And they actually were like, do you mind if you sit at a saucer? So for people that, um, that didn't know, and if you listen to Tori's explanation earlier, where you're sitting in the, the little cars at the back of the, uh, drive-in, I'm using the air quotes, (laughs) there's a line of like picnic table style seating that are in these like round little picnic tables. And they call those the saucers. And we were like, yeah, that's fine. And it was me and my husband and one of our close friends. And Greedo was coming, going the room, and I have to say, like, just one of those cast members that was really amazing and going out of their way to make sure everyone got exactly the picture they wanted and spent so time sweet. with everybody and, like, really above and beyond as a performer and did an amazing job. And then they got around to us, and then they turned into a doorway for his break. And I'm, like, literally, again, I'm a, 
I'm a grown woman. I should not fall apart. But I literally was about to cry. And my husband is like, she's got the tattoo. She's got a, and the handler like came over to our table and said, I promise he'll spend time with you. Just he's due for a break. And I was like, great. Do you know when he came back out, he sat at our table with us for like 25 minutes, like hung out, took pictures with me. Like we were BFFs forever. Oh my gosh. You just hug. It was so sweet. And so that made up for the not as awesome quickie version that we got during Star Wars weekends. Honestly, I always tell people it was right up there with like my wedding day is one of the best days of my life. Like, I, oh my <laughs> god, I love that. That's such a good story. Oh my gosh, the absolute best. Looked that's at my amazing. tattoo and was like, looked amazed. It was very, very cute. Oh, that's um, precious. I have a million pictures. It was like one of the best days ever. I have coincidentally one of the pictures I have is with Greedo. Yeah, that I still have from that. Greedo's where it's at. But I um, definitely. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the real stars of the show during Star Wars weekend for us at this meal were the Jawas. Jawas always just always so good. They were trading us for stuff. I was going to say, was yeah, they do. crap out of my bag. Like, I don't know. I got two stickers and a glow cube. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, I actually. So uh, this is something that I don't actually think I touched on in the character episode, which bad Tori. Um, for those who are not aware at Star Wars weekends, the Jawas would walk around and, you know, they'd be, you know, all up in your, all up in your business, being weird, whatever. But some of them would have, it actually looked like it was like a droid part that was like a pouch basically. And they would have random things to trade you. You would have to give them something so that they could give you something back, but they would trade you. Um, and I think they eventually stopped doing it because it became such a popular thing. It wasn't a thing that they advertise like you had to kind of know about it but my mother who is like the most prepared person I know it got to a point where she would always bring little figurines or something that we just didn't want anymore in the house or whatever so that we would always have something to trade with them so she would just have it in her purse but yeah and actually one of the pictures that came up of the big screen in sci-fi where they were putting up all the fun Star Wars related things they had it was the Jawas are here and they're trading. Oh, oh no. Uh-huh. Like it was like a whole little advertisement for that, but they, they're amazing. And also sci-fi is very much in the dark for the most yes. part. So seeing their little eyes. Oh, it was heaven. In the dark. It was heaven. It was the cutest. That. Yeah. They were great. Greedo was fine. I don't mean to badmouth any Greedo. All Greedos no. are beautiful. All Greedos are beautiful. Um, <laughs> but the, that particular day, the Jawas were really spectacular. I, I feel so like I agree with that statement in terms of when I think about going because I remember being excited to meet Greedo. I think in general, and maybe I did this to myself because I am someone that has what what, what would I even call it? Uh, like a character anxiety almost. Yeah. Where and I think it's because I've been going to conventions like for most of my life, and I grew up at the theme parks. Like I'm a rush person. Like I'm like, okay, I need to get out of their way now because they have to go talk right. to someone else or they need right. to do whatever they need to do. So I remember being like stressed out. Like I got pictures of people, but being very stressed out. <laughs> yeah, and I like might have done it to myself, but it might have also been a rushing scenario. Like you cheat yourself out of having the moment because you're busy thinking about the moment they need to have with somebody because else. I'm like, ah, yeah, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just like freaking out. I'm like, I, gotta I understand go. this so completely. Oh my gosh. Why, why am I like this? But yeah, <sighs> what a fun time. I don't know. <sighs> did you ever do the symphony in the stars? Like fireworks dinner party? No, we didn't Me either, but they still, well, I don't know about now with COVID, but they were still doing a dessert party with the accompanying fireworks, I believe Yeah. Up until recently. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, I've never been to one. It's one of those things we have always kicked around. Like, oh, should we do that this time? We'll see how we feel. And then we just and then it's always to. like, yeah, well, let's just go grab a drink somewhere, and then we're. Well, that's essentially. I mean, it, it it's a cool thing. I think really the big kicker is the priority seating and not having to camp out for hours prior. Right. Um, because um, they do a big. They've done you know fireworks shows at Hollywood Studios for you know since the beginning of time i would imagine but they did a really cool star wars one to star wars music and over time they added with the projection mapping they were able to do really cool imagery on the building and it's just absolutely beautiful um but the fireworks dessert party was you got priority seating without having to wait for you know an hour at least beforehand mm-hmm. um and it came with themed cupcakes and then alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages so the themed cupcakes were the cupcakes we've been talking about this whole time yeah and then um same with the alcoholic drinks so it wasn't like the offerings food and drink wise were something you could not get somewhere else yeah I feel like there was one year where they were, they had expanded that menu and it was like, I don't know that it was during Star Wars weekends. It might've been a Star Wars day event where it was like, they had added a couple of other things that weren't even necessarily themed Star Wars. They were just additional treats. Like there's also a cheesecake tartlet and like things like that that were added in. Cause I remember being like, maybe I'll go for that, but um, we never did it. Yeah, me neither. Maybe, maybe one day and, i don't and know now i mean now you'd have to pry me out of the black spire so well exactly and that's the thing which that's a actually a pretty good um segue i always like to ask the question of do we think that this sort of thing is possible um in the current park environment like bringing back any of these offerings and i always pretty much come to the conclusion that yes but they could never do it in black spire because they're so right addicted to canon which rightfully so i'm not mad right you're in universe at that point so it would be weird to be like we made a yoda cupcake wait what (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's a yoda doll that's the thing you know actually some of this might translate kind of well because in that in that area people are aware of yoda that's true that's a good point Ooh. but the good news is right they're still just outside of batu before you hit hyperspace you can go right back to earth and ride star tours and grab a bite correct um you know what i have always wanted and i don't know that they'll ever ever do it i have always wanted the brown derby to do some just blowout high level luxury star wars thing i would die like if they did kind of i would die and bite us yes Ugh. I would curl Ugh. up under the table and live there. That would be my bed. I would, I would pay never leave. them so much money. I wouldn't yes. even care about that. I would just book it. I wouldn't. I'd be like, you know what? We'll figure it out. I would I'll sign over power of attorney. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Wouldn't oh my be gosh. Because cool? the food there is spectacular. The service the, the is food spectacular. Is so good. Um, the bar offerings, I mean, it's like a full bar, but like those bartenders are really extraordinarily good at their craft. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful place to have a meal period, but if they were doing like a really high-end Star Wars meal there, I would die of delight. It'd be the best. Well, yeah. Cause when you think about it, I mean that, well, there's, um, Mama Melrose's, I don't mm-hmm. think has had anything, but other, those like Mama Melrose's and then Brown Derby are the only sit downs that haven't really been touched quote right. unquote by 
the Star, Star Wars, Wars. The Star Wars. <laughs> they must be. <laughs> they must be conquered. <laughs> I love that. Wow. I, I, and you know, would this ever happen? Probably not, but I sometimes really hope that somehow some Disney executive finds this podcast and is like, oh, wow. Like maybe we should do this. Like, like you said, the ideas are free. You just have to execute them. (laughs) Just please do that. (laughs) (laughs) Make me an absolutely beautiful, spectacular, I don't know. What could they do with the brown derby Cobb salad that's a Star Wars variation? Cobb Anything. Vance. Cobb Vance. Right? Done. Uh, I'm trying to think of the thing that immediately pops up into my head when you say brown derby is the grapefruit um, cake. cake. That's a good oh. cake. Oh my god. Have you ever made that cake? No. I uh, probably should try. They right? give out the recipe. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you know that if you talk to chefs in any of the yeah, they'll give you a recipe. I heard that restaurants. Yeah, they'll sit. There's um, there are some chefs that will literally just sit at your table and rattle stuff off for you as fast as you can write it down. But a lot of them too. Um, and grapefruit cake has been historically one of them. A lot of the restaurants that have people constantly asking out about recipes, they'll give out like a little recipe card. Like Brown Derby used to have little cards that were shaped like the Brown Derby, like their logo, and on the back was the recipe. Oh my god, I love that. Now I I'm have upset one that I can't like go back in time and ask for all of the Star Wars weekends related recipes. I bet they wouldn't probably do those as much because they are kind of like I guess that's a fair point. They're done kind of uh I say this, it's gonna sound pejorative and that's not my intent, but they're done kind of churn style, right? It's like No, you're right. We're gonna make a giant mammoth vat of this. It's not quite the same as like I'm gonna plate a beautiful dish for you that's handcrafted when you order it. Um <laughs> It's not. <laughs> <laughs> now I just feel upset about my Akbar surprise. I'm over it. Right. Which they, I want to say. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say they extruded those grits from a giant vat and then they mixed the shrimp in and it was absolutely it was delicious. And it's okay. It's delicious. Yeah. I was going to say this is, I can't believe that it took me this long to understand this. But as we were talking about the Akbar surprise, like just recently, I just then realized that it is like yeah akbar surprise like you know food or whatever i got the akbar like seafood connection right it did not occur to me that like oh it's a trap like that was a surprise like it's a twofold that's genius that's so good anyway (laughs) this is me being late on things nice it's only (laughs) it's only six years late but she's with us now this week on Sorry. Oh man. All right. So, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we maybe didn't touch on favorites, least favorites, something you wish that they had made. You kind of already talked about the greatest restaurant concept ever, but that doesn't exist yet, but could one day. It could. Um, Oh man. I mean, they could do, they could do, there are so many options there. Um, Oh, what am I, I talked about Star Wars Day. I'm glad that they did kind of move some of this over to Star Wars Day when they stopped doing the weekends. Um, it's obviously much more abbreviated because they tend to do it just on the day. But um, yeah, it's just what a fun thing. I hope they bring something like this back at some point. I guess their response would probably be we're doing it 24-7, 365 at this point with galaxy's they do, edge they do but say i like that but it's not the same 
Well, because I like the camp of it, right? It was a very campy version of like everything. Exactly. Which is very, very fun. And that's just it is I feel like, and I mean, it had to have been with the change of leadership somehow. Like, I don't know. We, I had a whole conversation on a previous episode about, you know, uh, shows and characters and, and like hyperspace hoopla and like hyperspace hoopla Mm -hmm. is like the most outrageous thing you could ever think of. And so bonkers, as soon as as, like Disney kind of bought, you know, acquired Lucasfilm and then we moved into like, that was when Star Wars weekends kind of came to a close. Like it was a new era, you know, but I, I feel in a way that it's a more serious quote unquote era. (laughs) Right. There's, I think, I mean, I could be wrong. This is me completely speculating and conjecturing. So don't anybody think this holds any water. No, I wonder here, if <laughs> I wonder if now that it is part of their portfolio of brands, they're more protective of the brand versus when it was like a licensing oh, deal. I definitely and it was very much like, can we push the limits here? Can we have Boba Fett? dance real sexy is that a thing that's okay uh whereas now it's like no we own we we yeah, it's, bear it's the ramifications of that. more yeah. so now absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah i i totally think that that's what happened but yeah i mean i agree i i it was definitely a time when things like that were taken a little less seriously and i i do miss i do miss it so a little crazy camp is always good for me always i hope i mean i hope at some point they find a way because i feel like as excited as i am for i mean obviously i have galaxies edge rabies everybody knows I mean, it. same um and as excited as i am for example for the halcyon um i do feel like it's going so much towards that immersive thing that we're missing out on this this kind of weird hey we're all just dorky fans together we all just love this thing I want to eat a cupcake that looks like Jabba's face. That seems fun. Like, I just, I hope they find a path where they're comfortable doing both. I agree. Yeah, I super agree. Because, I mean, I, and I think I've said this before, like, I really enjoy going to Galaxy's Edge because I honestly feel like I'm LARPing in a way. Like, I dress up Mm, a little bit. Like, I wear, like, what I think I would wear if I was in a Star Wars. It's, It's really cool to have that authentic experience that makes you feel like you're there. But at the same time, I, I do miss, you know, having a Jabba face cupcake or a, a Darth Maul hummus face. <laughs> you know, Again, we can make you this. We can make it happen. I know, I know but it's not I will say, <laughs> here's, let me tell you, I have never managed to pull it off. I have tried several times and I always end up with like a messy blorp face that looks like it came out of like a Vincent Price 1960s movie. It never works. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. So you look at like the promotional photos and this is the same with what every other food in existence where you know you look at a burger king burger and you get the actual burger and it's just not it doesn't look as great right yeah so the one that i got was a little kind of off center not as great as the photo which is to be expected but actually thinking about how difficult it probably is to execute you know eyes and a face pattern (laughs) it's pretty good yes also knowing that it's going to get decimated by people like once it gets to the table um yeah. you know how much like how long is it gonna it? Sit, gonna be you know yeah absolutely oh well thank you so much for being here um I had so much fun talking all of this with you um if you'd like to give where people can follow you anything you would like to share or plug 
please go um yeah so i'm on twitter a surliest girl morning it's like kitties and food um i'm also on instagram as surly girly five same also Also some art (laughs) some art kitties food and art that's kind of what you get clothes um you could follow stuff you missed in history class as missed in history pretty much everywhere criminalia we're just hashtagging that one criminalia for all of your historical poisoning and stalking needs Uh, (laughs) and full of sith you can just find us full of sith pretty much everywhere as well as full of sith.com so easy peasy amazing thank you so much for joining me um you can follow me lovely listeners at the mandatorian on twitter and instagram um follow our podcast feed which is octo radio um and yeah i will see you next week as always drink some water, don't trust the government, and always ask yourself, what would size noodles do? Have a great week. I've heard your voice thousands of times. Mine might be the last one you hear.